Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. Hey, 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 it's Chapeau Claudette, a.k.a. Claudette, because I love clouds and looking up. I, don't, I was looking up, and when I looked down, I noticed there were like hundreds of people were listening to the podcast. What happened? <laughs> Doesn't matter. What I'm here to talk about is the full moon, where it is in our sky right now, growing and then being its fullest on the 11th. Welcome to December 10th, episode 273 of Where the Heavenly Bodies Are, Sky Astrology. I'll be right back. Hey, I'm back, and I just want to welcome all the new listeners and just make it maybe just a little side note to say how passionate I am about what can be seen in the sky. Now, because we have a full moon, it's quite light around our moon. And even though if if wasn't so light, you could actually see the stars that our moon is shining in front of because of course these stars are far far away our moon is much closer but its backdrop is the constellation of Taurus where you have Aldebaran which is the eye it's a red star of the bull and it's very important to note that they have found exoplanet there that has some similar characteristics as the earth and even might have water. So these are part of the energies that our sun, even if you don't want to say our earth that's so small, but the sun, because our sun is also a star, is connecting with these stars, okay? And when we have a full moon, it is literally as all the earthlings as one are standing between the light of the sun as it shines on the moon. And when we look to the moon lit up by the sun, we are participating in being an observer and focusing our energy and looking at what um, energies the sun is connecting with with that part of the sky with that part of history that merrymen and farmers since the beginning of agriculture and travel used to navigate how much food would be successfully grown and how to get to places like I always say since we're planning to go to the moon we really need to know exactly where it is so the trajectory can be calculated for the person who starts on a certain day and 
travels to the moon for however long it takes. If they went to the moon or not, doesn't matter. There's a trajectory getting there once it's moved positions, right? If they were thinking it was going to be in the same position that it was when they started their trip, they would end up in that position and the moon would have moved on to another position. So position is really important and that is the essence of sky astrology. Sky astrology is telling you the actual positions of the heavenly bodies in our sky and that is a mouthful and why you're here I hope to know where they are now I'm doing this on the 10th of December at 20 hours 08 GMT time it's 8 p.m. and I want to say that our our moon is aligning with the Pallades star system and that is also a cluster of stars that are connected to each other which have found themselves on caves from thousands of years back in southern France. So cavemen <laughs> acknowledged these stars in Taurus. And that's why I feel it's such a special time. What does Taurus mean? Let's look at it. It's an energy that is connected with Earth more than other energies. Let's say more than the energies that mainstream astrology is saying that our full moon is in, right? They're saying it's in Gemini, which is an air energy. But we need to deal with what is Earth-based now. What is nice about Earth-based, the sensual part of touching and feeling and beauty and realness and essence, really, because... That is what makes this earth life <laughs> worth living, in my humble opinion, is the food, the love, the people, and the things that are materialized here that are pleasing. And because we have our sun in the constellation of Afuka's which is the acknowledged NASA 13th sign, shining a light. Now, let me just iterate that what's really important about sky astrology is that the sky doesn't have like borders like silly earth does. You know, there's no borders really. And a lot of times these energies will overlap. And the reality is that in this space of a focus, because it's slowly coming in our ecliptic view, the whole constellation is not there. It's sharing space with the constellation that was previously totally on our ecliptic that was Scorpio. But the, the nature of Scorpio's shape and energies of the stars is that it's quite starts up with Graphias and um, Duba, I think it's called, and the arrow, those stars, quite major. And then, you know, the the arrow part, the head, and then the spine of the Scorpio goes downward. And then, of course, the tail curves back around. But because it goes so steeply downward, it falls away from the ecliptic path. And in that space, actually, we have like the leg of the serpent bearer coming in. And there's a very major star called Sabic. And that is really the backdrop 
of where our sun is shining now and because our sun is a star as well it is connecting with a star called Sabbath in this constellation and they are similar energies because they are sun energy systems and that's why I believe that they influence us at least if we are conscious of the fact that we have our sun that is shining a light on our moon that is our satellite that gives us our cycles this week I learned that it's actually women who invented the calendar which would make sense we're always talking about how the calendar is representative of the um, cycles so well of course they would invent it anyway I follow Chinese um, calendar which does have 13 moons the new month starts at the new moon and a lot of Vedic astrologers believe that a lot of people who are into esoteric meanings of um, the heavenly bodies and the energies start the month with the new moon and um, the new moon the new year for Chinese or the new moon the 13th moon or the first 14th the fourth the first moon after the 13th moon <laughs> is um, January 25th okay so um, we have now this earth energy and I am doing the full moon for the 11th because we are already now in the energy of Taurus and so it is growing and you shouldn't underestimate the time before something is maturing I mean when the apple is growing it's getting all its essence once it's finished and full then it actually starts to deteriorate doesn't it so and that's how a lot of times you know trances and energies amongst the celestial bodies are interpreted but this is how I like to interpret the reality of the trances especially the full moon so we're growing now we're in this full moon energy already like I said it's at eight degrees now on the day of the full moon is actually I've done um, in a uh, energy time for Mount Sasta in California where a lot was on the ley lines a lot of people feel it's a spiritual place because at that time on the 11th I know it's going to be in the UK time on the 12th but we're all going to be sleeping anyway but because it's already now in Taurus in California at this time and it will be at the 100% full on the 11th of December at 11 minutes after 21 degrees this is the time that I find what is aligned and with sky astrology a lot of times you'll find the beauty of the mathematics which is the case here because we're in like I said the energy of a focus we have um, the Sun at 11 degrees of a focus focus only has 18 degrees of the ecliptic so in this broadcast first I'll go through well I'll just go through and then tell things because I've rambled on about so at the time of the full moon the constellation of 
Cancer and Leo will be arising. Uh, I have to say that because it's super on the cusp, like 19 degrees of Cancer at the end of Cancer, at the gate, at the Lion's Gate, which happened actually back, I don't know when, but this year, I was talking about the Lion's Gate, and I had calculated that this actually is at the gate at the time um, where we are in front of the Leo constellation, which is the one you can see in the sky as well. And so now we have uh, nothing in, no planets there. So, but you can see the star Regulus in the night sky. Uh, some in some yeah a few days as this as the moon gets dimmer you will be able to see the moon in the constellation of leo when probably um western astrology will be telling you it's in virgo so watch out for that and follow my um feed on aka cloudette on instagram or twitter or reach out to me any way you can and i'll get back to you where it is and now that i know so many people are listening i'm gonna come on every day let me get to it because i gotta leave my studio in a minute it's 2020 woohoo i just did a tea this is a synchronicity i just did a um a post on my instagram about can you still see 2020 do you still have 2020 vision before we enter the world 2020 you so need to ask yourself that question anyway let's continue with where the heavenly bodies are and the first one we come is now um clear yourself your mind this is all new in new information maybe what you're accustomed to mars is in libra at seven degrees and three arch minutes of libra which also pronounces libra because it comes from library and is latin and it is an air sign and it is important to note that because um, Mars is considered a fiery energy that it is interacting with air so it can be quite excitable and because we wanted to understand what the full moon means in this case because the moon is in earth sign it's also ruled by venus and libra is ruled by venus that there's a certain understanding between mars and this earth base because earth and um, air don't mix but they coexist as above so below that is how i look at it another thing i want to share is that mercury is for a very small time because scorpio constellation is very small seven degrees and it's currently at two degrees and 46 arch minutes mercury is so mercury communications is in a watery deep emotional energy sign um energy space i like to call it instead of sign and is traditionally across from taurus so we understand that there is a connection meaning you can communicate your feelings well 
they might be more intense but that's what we want when water and earth mix together it is productive it makes something that you can build something up but you have to be careful of how you mix it because this is about being the alchemy of your life so how to communicate with the right amount of energy water or intent emotions and feeling to get you what you want to say your across what your needs your feelings your desires and what you're thinking across about your values how you want to live on this earth what's important to you now right now and it's important to stay in the now I have to I want to note so really uh, that's helped me focus really to focus on what is important right now and do what you have to do to go after it and I always say do it in a nice beautiful as pleasant way as you can especially with um, Mars being in Libra which is connected to Venus and also wants the harmonic the harmony that's where the balance comes from things to be balanced when they're balanced they're harmonic and they're beautiful and Taurus likes beauty as well it's also connected to Venus next we are in the constellation of Afukas and Afukas is where our sun is shining also at 11 degrees as I said before and actually Afukas is across from Orion now when I use my sky location app and when I posted on Instagram today under aka Claudette if you look beyond our ecliptic and we can you will see Orion and the star oh the um, belt of Orion and the constellation of Orion is also aligned with this moon which also is Orion's known as the hunter and um, Afugus is known as the serpent bear but those are the two humanoid symbols and the zodiac so this is we representing us we the humans this is where we can really kind of be the architect the serpent bear the hunter the doer of these energies and you know the more you are aware of that the more you get into the rhythm the more you are able to harness these things next we these energies next we have Jupiter Jupiter is at five degrees of Sagittarius and it just passed the galactic center Jupiter is the most giving of energies it cleans up the solar system it's the big one um, and it is in Sagittarius and Sagittarius is the place where it's most comfortable because it belongs as they say quote-unquote there like the home of Sagittarius and it is a fire energy as well so we are still looking at wow we need this inspiration we know that um, uh, we have our earth and we have our air coexisting we have the communication in water so we have more or less every element when we now include our Jupiter and that's how I like to balance them out like to bring 
all these things how can I you know make my alchemic influence and the way to do that is to get my inspiration from Sagittarian and Sagittarian is the philosophical the um, forward-thinking really humanitarian also connected to Aquarius really wanting to give the giver the beneficiary and you know why you do things why we do whatever we do is we want to do it for the betterment of other people now that doesn't mean there's people out there who don't want who just want to benefit themselves but this is what we have to work with and because it is just going over um, the galactic center it could get power from that and because it's approaching a node k2 it can get power from that because that is the knowledge how important that is how important all sagittarian things are to be forward thinking to be philosophical to you know uh, be the archer to point and aim and point and aim and be inspired by the fact that you have a destination you have something that you want to do and go for it and when I ever do this stuff I totally kind of connect with it so this is kind of the three the four things and you know you have the Sun is like the fifth element that's us because it's in a focus it's in the humanoid zodiac symbol and so it's up to us this is when you can go hey I'm gonna do this and I did that today myself what is it that you want to do to create this life what is it what can you do to really take action for the benefit of our earth and this is the difference with sky astrology as astrology coming from a place of what can I do for others like JFK said ask not what your country can do for you ask what you can do for our earth for our mother earth think in terms of Christmas don't buy so much stuff you can't be rallying for climate emergency one minute and buying a whole bunch of junk the next minute right which I have to plug in you can buy somebody a sky astrology consultation they're on sale I'll put the link in the description at the end it doesn't affect the environment and you know we need to practice what we preach and be aware that you know we you know the material it's nice and good but it's not going to be the end-all happiness for us at the end of the day so a lot of that we have next I said before K2 in Sagittarius at 11 degrees 53 just so you can know how far away it is from Jupiter which is 5 degrees and 36 arch minutes the num second number is like the minutes each one has 60 degrees 60 bits in it now the most major thing is that Jupiter and Sat Saturn and Mercury Saturn and Venus you with me Saturn and Venus are together Saturn's at 22 degrees and 38 arch minutes and Venus on the full moon now I should look and see where it is now at 23 32 arch minutes it's just six degrees less of being sorry for that noise being one degree away from each other 
So it is still less of a degree, which is good. Now, when I'm doing this, may I ask, Venus has not yet um, touched on Saturn, but it will. So right now when I'm doing this, at it's 831 now. Venus is actually at 21 degrees and 50 arch minutes of Sagittarius. And it's approaching Saturn at 22 degrees, 29. Now, what's beautiful about this is that because these numbers, you know, 11 and 22 and everything is 22 is a master number and they will meet at 22. And I should have played 22. <laughs> I did play the lottery today because I was telling somebody else about their special numbers and I and there is some numerology, but I didn't think 22 and I love that number. No matter. Let's see if it comes out tonight. I'll let you know. So, yeah. I digress. So yes, we have Saturn at 2229 and they will meet. I will tweet it out. So follow me on Twitter at Life is a Hat Party. I'll look and see when it'll be. They'll be exactly together at 22 degrees between now and a few hours. I'm sure tomorrow on the 11th, I'm sure GMT time. Then last but not least, we have Pluto at 25 degrees and 12 arch minutes of Sagittarius. Next, we have Neptune, which takes forever. It's been in Aquarius forever. Okay, and it is, I don't know if it's opposing. Oh, yeah, it's squaring the sun. So, you know, Neptune is nebulous. Now, with Sky Astrology, we really like to concern ourselves with this heavenly bodies. We can actually see with the naked eye, and Neptune is not one of them. It's more like a generational thing. But um, you, it is good to be consciously aware, especially when it's making an aspect. And it is making an aspect between this full moon, between the sun and the moon, and in the Aquarian. Because this is when you have an aspect that's, you know, kind of a hard aspect. It's just a challenge. And it's a challenge, I feel, to incorporate that. So if we have the Neptunian um, energy in Aquarius, the humanitarian energy, don't be fooled by, because, you know, a lot of times, don't be fooled by um, a pretend humanitarian um, concept. Be aware that, you know, it might be a bit foggy, this humanitarian concept idea that, you know, be true to the real um, realness of Aquarius, the intelligent humanitarian, I like to call it, and the real um, coming together of the um, a focus, which is really a deep water, and the earth of the moon also water mind you so we've got two waters coming so it can you know be too watery because the moon is water and it's in earth and a focus is deep water it's a bit steamy it's bit like ether but it is still a scorpio area it's still water and we're still talking a lot of water so it's important to make sure that we still need to make something concrete and the challenge is when you have energies in air that, you know, ideas are great, but 
Are we going to build something? Are we going to build something? How are we going to build something? This is still need the dialogue that needs to happen. And um, because there's a challenge there, because when I look around, I don't see any other energies in Earth. There's nothing in Virgo. There's nothing in Capricorn. And this is not mainstream astrology because everything's in Capricorn now. So that's why they don't get it. <laughs> but the reality is, is that the only thing now that's in Earth is our moon. So your mind and your feeling and what you instinctively know is what you, that energy you have to use to manifest what you want because there's nothing other energy helping you to do that basically that's what I'm saying and if the ideas are there the dreams of doing something humanitarian is there that's well and good but even though you have the emotion to want to do that you have to do it in the right way and do it with some balance and I have to pull back as a bit as well where are you going to get this earth energy to balance all the emotion all the water from from that and that is the challenge and I think to get it from ourselves to ask other people to engage with other people to make sure that what you do is tactile um you know, more just where you have emotions and this and that, but we get some stuff like some things, some material things to make it um, more solid because too much water with mud does not make for good clay or building or mud or whatever. It's like it's muddy, it's slurpy, it's messy. So, yeah, even I'm talking to myself. So what can you do? What other things can you do when you're thinking of, because full moon is like your thoughts and you're pulling things together. What could you do to make this manifestation of whatever you want to do to try to get some things involved with it? And I'm talking to myself like, what could I, if I did a lot of computer stuff today and yeah, so I was doing, I'm doing, yeah, so I, for example, I did another Instagram and I'm doing star astrologers. I'm reaching out to Western astrologers to teach them to start to have a conversation with what's happening above in the stars because their language is always, this is happening in the sky now. This is happening in the universe. They're using all the constellation. It's like the language isn't clear because people are thinking that that's what's happening in the sky and it's like making them bad astronomers and astronomers don't like that. And nobody likes that. Anyway, so what I basically, I was just following a bunch of them today. So that's me taking my emotion and bringing other people in bringing other people in and not just going on my ideas and my emotions, my um, ideas, the Aquarius, my dreams of everybody following sky astrology <laughs> is a bit nebulous, uh, Neptunian. But, um, you know, my feeling is that it would be so beautiful and real and wonderful um, thing to happen if they did you know that Satarian moon my son is saying 
you know, a focus is saying, help, I'm here. Everybody believe in me. This is serious. This is deep. This is real. This is real, you know, um, and this is new. This is about the age of Aquarius. And I tell you, we are not in the age of Aquarius. And because there's a procession of the equinoxes, that's why there is even an age of Aquarius. Okay, so let's acknowledge that. And that is what is happening this full moon acknowledging that we need to take what is real and what we can see what we can feel what is part of our earth life that's people places and things and the stars we can see in the sky our feelings and say yes this is what's happening and another thing I noted Oh, no, this is at the moment now. This is not for the full moon. But right now, um, Mercury is at zero degrees, 44 of Scorpio. And I have noticed with my research that zero degrees is a very important energy. And so with the communication going, all the communicative thing, is a good time to really connect, write down what you're thinking. Because I'm talking now. You know, write these things down. Maybe um, you can use them later. But I found this like a portal. I swear Sagan had it. Tesla had it. Hawking's had it. Zero degrees. And this is mathematical calculation different from other sky astrology. So let me get through because we're almost out of time. Chiron is going direct soon tomorrow on the full moon right and it's stationary now it's at nine degrees and 30 it's an asteroid i don't know what it is but we do observe it and it seems to belong to a focus and it's a healer and it's a symbol of a key and my research with um, past lives it connects with past lives i've seen it when i compared it with other people's charts Okay, Uranus is in that part of the sky that I like to call connection between Satus, Aries, and Pisces because Aries and Pisces overlap quite a lot at the end of Pisces and with Satus as well, okay? But, the yeah, the moon's out of that. So, yeah, and the last but not least, so did I say that Uranus is at four degrees of Aries? And next, last but not least, is our moon is going to be tomorrow at 26 degrees of Taurus and nine arch minutes. And the Rahu, last but not least, is in Gemini at seven degrees and 58 arch minutes. So what's important to note is that when the full moon is 100%, that means it's 180 exact degrees away from each other. The moon moves 13 and a half degrees a day which kind of comes to one degree every two hours. And because uh, Taurus has about 36, 37 degrees, I think 36 degrees of the ecliptic, it has 10 more degrees to be in a sign, which means 20 more hours to be in Taurus, okay? And so this is really, you know, um, carrying on to the 12th to be focused on how to materialize things and don't think about this Gemini air thing because the air you can deal with later there's a lot of hot air a lot of things happening 
with ideas and rapport and all these things connected with Mercury and Gemini. But let me tell you, air is air. And, you know, it does, it's good for ideas, but it doesn't really materialize. It's good to talk about, doesn't materialize. Mercury has its strength in this deep Scorpio, also starting like in the zero degree Scorpio, really wanting to communicate something substantial. And that's what I see for this full moon in Taurus. Aligning with the Pallades system today. Moving on, aligning with Orion's belt. Get a Skyview app or another app that you can see where the 70 bodies actually are. Just point it up to the sky. <laughs> and you will f see where they are. You can point it up when you see the full moon. You can uh, collaborate it. So you point your phone up and then you move the picture of the moon in the app to align with the moon in the sky so that your phone is aligned perfectly. And then you can start to look for other stars and planets and galaxies and clusters and all that you can't see with the naked eye. So thank you for listening. I've gone a little bit off. So there's a lot of things I'm doing because I've been researching for about four years and now I'm starting to get clients and I need to spend time doing it with them so I'm inviting a circle of souls it's limited to uh, between 10 and 14 people I don't know how many spaces are left now but if you are an astrologer if you know something about astrology you are interested in the astronomical aspects of astrology you need to contact me um, I also have a sale on for a mini consultation and a more in-depth consultation. And I'll put those links there in the description as well. Thank you so very much for listening. I hope still 100 people are listening because that means that they are, that, yeah, this information is getting out there. And if they do, I will come back sooner because the SARS are moving every single day even just a tiny bit especially our moon and that is the first contact that i find is really helpful to get in the rhythm of the energies that are available to us 24 7 365 take care